I'm Madison. I'm Megan. I'm Erica. And, and this, this is 30, Flirty, and Flailing. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, welcome. Uh, the girlies are together and we have a very exciting podcast for you guys because we have our first ever actual guests that we're interviewing today. <laughs> Meg, you want to tell a little bit more? Um, okay, so we have basically the leader of our group growing up. We would call her maybe Angelica? Fidel Castro at times. <laughs> little tiny dictator. She is like a sister to all of us. And Maddie, I think she actually your sister she's my big sister please welcome taylor stemler to the 30 flirty and flailing podcast welcome thank you so much i'm happy to be here yay thank you taylor for being a brave soul and being the first one to uh have us absolutely annihilate you publicly we are guests <laughs> we are guests but i do our service to the there will be more of megan singing later honestly if you want to think about like what you want to request megan to sing for later okay. like, i haven't sang in a long time which I is i want to sing make her sing honestly <laughs> megan if you didn't sing for six months it would still sound the same so yeah. <laughs> if you're out of practice it's okay although i am gonna post a video today on our instagram um from me singing last weekend joy took a video of me singing last weekend and i was well, sounded good Okay. <laughs> here, 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 here. Oh, sure, sure. Yes. Actually, fun thing about Taylor is that, so, you know, listeners, as you know, and if you're new to the podcast, we tend to make Megan sing it. No offense. It never goes super well, but that's why it's fun. It's fun. And Taylor recently had said to Maddie, like, Hey, like Megan, <laughs> isn't actually like improving as a singer like was actually really concerned for megan's face and like megan's like mm -hmm. pride and we were like no we know yeah it was coming from a place of like hey maddie i know that megan sings on your podcast deep but concern like, she was <laughs> like listen she's not a very good singer and i said we know that's <laughs> part of the bit so. I was feeling protective of Megan. I thought, oh, no, she's out here giving it her all. Somebody <laughs> needs to tell him it doesn't sound good. It's the, it's the mama bear in you coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're just exploiting Megan on the internet. I mean, I said that account is becoming a Megan blackmail account. <laughs> I'm flattered, though, Taylor. She said, that's my girl, and I don't want her to be getting made fun of out there in the world. But no, because we've been I in the car. We've been in the car and you've been singing and it has sounded so good before. That is so kind of you to say. Oh, <laughs> nice, dude. It has. On our way home from Las Vegas, you were singing. You sounded great. You're singing Taylor Swift or something. You're really in your element. Uh, yeah. If I am like singing casually in the car, not trying my hardest, it sounds way better than me sounding, trying my hardest. You know Absolutely. what? You know what? You are Michael Thomas White and Taylor is Elijah Wallace. Oh yeah, that's so <laughs> true. Those people that's are. So it's okay. Funny. We'll send you a video and okay. it will make sense. It's absolutely horrifying, Taylor. Um, yeah. Anyway, my Taylor, dream guest. But we are fans of Michael. Yes. At the end of the day, we are fans. We support you. Yeah, and Maddie might marry him. Ooh. It's a. It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. I watched his live the other day, by the way, guys. Oh gee. He had a live on TikTok, so I watched it, and he was like, "Yeah, like." Sometimes I get a little bit down on myself because of the haters, but like, then like I 
all of you guys show up for me and all have all of your guys' support talking to the people that are watching him live. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and that's whenever I'm like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is like, I am a singer and like, I just have all of you guys and my fans and like all of that. And I was like, oh my God, guaranteed a hundred percent. He is serious. He's never been joking a day in his entire life. I've been telling you guys this from the beginning. Yeah, I don't honestly, these people are very concerned about him. Anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Taylor. Taylor, yeah. yes. let's focus yes. on Taylor here. Thank you for being on Taylor. This is your, is this your first podcast you've graced or have you done one before? Nope. First podcast ever. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you for uh, letting us be your first. Uh, can, can I just like, you know, so the audience has a little context, like how in relationship to the three P's, like growing up and now like how do you see yourself as connected to us like what is how do you feel in the three p pod i'm the fourth p (laughs) (laughs) we love that we love Mm -hmm. that and taylor is you know two years older than us and you know being older must have been like like we must have been really fucking annoying to you in a lot of circumstances and i'm curious to see like if there's any like prime time annoying time that we were like as a unit personally annoying you or like individually we annoyed you just like kind of like any story mining you know um okay so thinking back honestly I can think of like one million times that Maddie annoyed me so I was gonna say there's no <laughs> limit to that yeah there's no limits to Maddie's annoyance to me growing up or now or now well, no I annoy you more now I love Maddie now and Maddie just thinks that I'm the most annoying human ever uh, not true don't I that's phys- we all know physical touch is not my love language um I really can't think of a time that you guys were annoying to me but mostly I feel like I just bossed you guys around and you and Megan were like <laughs> yeah. if I may okay so Erica and Megan would come over and I would have my two friends and we would be in our little you know, our tiny cult and we would have be having the best time. And you, I honestly think she's never been annoyed of us. She's been, it was came from jealousy. And then she, what she would do is she would interject herself into our playtime. And then she'd be like, let's separate Maddie from the group. Like you tried to replace me. Court, court, court. Court. The judge and the lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So we played this game when we were kids for anyone that doesn't know, uh, we played court. So if we were all hanging out, I specifically remember one time we played this game in the garage of a rental in Palm Springs and we would all be playing together and Maddie would do something that annoyed me. And I would say, all right, that's it. We're going to go to court and we're going to decide what your fate is. Can you hang out with us or not? It was rigged because I was the judge, jury, and executioner. And I was the only person ever on trial for anything. Yes. And Erica's sister, Britt, had to be the bailiff every time. (laughs) Erica, were you a lawyer? You and Megan were lawyers? No, she was a witness. Oh, you guys were witnesses. She had no say in anything. I was the only one ever on trial. Erica was only the witness. And then Brittany would just do whatever you told her to do. Easily so, manipulated. Well, I, I remember you used to make me be the jury and that is the decision maker. And I was like, she was uh, like this. Uh, what are you vote for? What are you voting for, Megan? Yeah. And it was so terrifying. I was oh like, uh, Miserable I'll just vote myself off. I, was, I always was willing to vote myself off the island. I would That's, always That was Megan's go-to. She would yeah. say, 
Well, you were the perfect jury because you're automatic response to when you're under pressure is flee. And mm-hmm. so if there's no jury, then I don't stand a chance. So that was very strategic on your end. Maddie was guilty every single time. And I would tell Brittany, uh, bailiff, here. get her out of here. And she would have to holler out. And then her punishment would be that she can't hang out with us for the rest of the day. <laughs> what was honestly, like last punishment? What were we watching that we knew everything about? Judge Judy. Law? But also, I yeah, think, Judge Judy. Oh I think no, Amanda, a, Amanda Show. show. Amanda. Yeah, Amanda Show. Oh yeah, because the bailiffs were funny. Yes. I remember the bailiff thing was funny, and Brittany was like, "I'll be the bailiff." It's hilarious. Yes, the bailiff. Honestly, high job. Yeah, comedy. Hilarious. Comedy. hilarious. I do remember. I do remember remember at one point I was so over the court game and I was like Megan and or it was Erica and Brittany Megan I don't think you were there and I was like I am so over this she's so mean and you were in your in your room aka your castle and so we went into the driveway and we were going in a circle in the driveway saying, we're, we're not, not going to take, take it. it. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to take, take it. it. And Taylor comes to her window, <laughs> shuts it. <laughs> I, you guys still continue to take it for a long time after that. <laughs> and I it. am deeply sorry. We started a conversation. We started to be activists and we, fa- yeah. we were finding our voice. Mm-hmm. It was a turning point. It was a turning point, And you guys eventually did fight back. And I really think that me being the way that I was really solidified the three of you mm-hmm. having such a deep bond. Honestly, you really had to stick together. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. So you're I, welcome. A great maybe uh, segue to Erica's question would be, do you feel uh, like characteristic, characteristically you are the middle child and why? Oh, the middle child. I think that, uh, any attention, like there's no such thing as bad attention. Like any attention is good. Am I the middle child? I would act out poorly to get attention. I would, well, rarely did I act out kindly to get attention, but, uh, Maddie was definitely the baby of the family. And so I constantly had to fight against her in my brain to get attention um and i feel like characteristically middle child middle children are like uh the wild ones i was about to say be nice and (laughs) (laughs) megan can you relate to any of this i definitely think i'm a middle child too yeah you are i i know you're the middle child actually (laughs) (laughs) i know your older sister and your younger brother (laughs) um i and we are scientists remember wait beakers beakers <laughs> i have a boo-boo you have a boo-boo owie owie you can't oh, see what'd you do from my adult softball league i fell on the ground but like not in like a cool way in the really oh um and this episode is sponsored by band-aid <laughs> yeah uh which these are the best band-aids hydro seal large dual action seal um, do you guys remember the band-aids when you were kids? Those are they were the hydro seal, but they looked like smiley faces or um like tie-dye. Yeah, I do. You always this comes back to the sunscreen thing. You always had cool band-aids and you always oh. had cool sunscreen. Yes. 
so I'm just traumatized by those band-aids because you couldn't get them off and my sensitive child skin like I remember being like (gasps) wailing in pain because it was like so stuck to my skin like I thought I will die with this band-aid still stuck to me it might as well be a tattoo that's a good commercial for that band-aid honestly and the old saying you gotta rip the band-aid off the old saying it's not so hard as an adult to rip a physical band-aid off but as a kid ripping a band-aid off is really intense and scary yeah I feel like our we're way more sensitive like we've never felt pain before so it hurts more you know what the the pain that I'm specifically thinking of as a kid that it's the worst pain you could feel is clipping the helmet oh that is bad that is horrible that is horrible that is anxiety the anxiety of your parent rushing to like get your helmet on you're like no please no please no (laughs) no execution (laughs) i don't think that aria has ever felt the helmet clip because it has scarred me for my entire life that i really do clip her helmet very tenderly. Yeah. Like Thank I would you. loosen it and then you can tighten it after. Yeah. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. Yes. Also, that's a good like segue. Um, Taylor has a beautiful, amazing daughter, Aria, who we are all obsessed with. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and a beautiful, amazing stepdaughter as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that wasn't a question. That was just me stating facts. <laughs> just to let you know. Um, Arya's great. She came into Taylor's life and all of our lives um, unexpectedly, but it was very well received, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Taylor has Arya, who's eight, and Savvy, who's she's 10, almost she's 10, 11. almost 11. I told an 11 year old that they were 10 yesterday on accident and I got in trouble. So I wanted to be really careful. Oy, that's bad. Every year yeah. that's they hate yes. that kind of stuff. It's rude. So yeah. What, uh, Megan, did you have a question? In- yeah, yeah, I got a few questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my first question. It's so funny. Uh, how old are you? And then I put in parentheses. I put in parentheses. Speaking of age, Megan has a hard hitting question for you, Taylor. Oh, you fucking ass. What kind of a question is that? Erica's like really like, okay, I want to hit like partially personal questions, but keep it light, Megan. What's your favorite color? Megan's like, what well, color I, this are was, your eyes? This was us talking for the guest, but Erica already said she's two years older than us. So people can okay. guess. 30. In case you guys two. can't do math, I'm 32. She's yeah. 32. She's in the 30 club. Woo! Yeah. She's in oh, the 30 wait. Club. I'm so sorry. Can we take a brief pause and give a big 30 flirty flailing wish, hope, dream to Erica, who's turning 30 in two days from this recording? So by the this time is Erica's 30 podcast. This, this is, is my 30th 30. podcast. Look at that. That's Look a muscle. Guns. Yeah. So, oh, 30. And you know what? I, I just want to say HBD, we'll uh we'll talk about your birthday and your hopes and your dreams and your wishes. Cool. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. ADD. So okay, so Taylor. So what do you feel like was your flirtiest age? I'm talking like from zero to 32. What age were you like? I was flirting all the time and like I couldn't. I was just flirting with everyone. Oh, Any age. You could have been three years old. <laughs> I know you weren't, but you know what I mean? Sometimes three years old are really flirty. I'm just saying. I'm trying to think. So uh, 
honestly, I guess when I was like two or three, I had a huge <laughs> crush on my brother's older friend who lived down the street. Uh, his name was Tommy Sesky. Tommy, and Se- Tommy, Se- Tommy Sexy. Yeah, that's what we oh. about later. I mean, I didn't know what the word sexy was when I was two or three, obviously. So mm-hmm. we made that joke much later, but <laughs> huge crush on him. I remember I just wanted to play outside with my brother and his friends all the time when Tommy Sesky was over. And uh, I think that's the first time I remember having a crush. Mm-hmm. But I think my flirtiest age was probably uh, maybe like 25 good I like that yeah I think 25 I think it really kind of took me a while to like come into my own and gain confidence and like I don't know feel sexy enough to flirt or whatever so I think probably around 25 but is 25 the age where you were working at the kava bar and you would do the Instagram come visit me tonight at the kava bar and you would twerk on the bar I think I remember the first time I ever twerked on the bar was my 25th birthday or 26th birthday. Okay. And so around that time, maybe like 25 to 27 um, was probably my flirtiest age. And then I got into a relationship with a freaking control freak. And that flirty, ultra flirty side of me was just murdered. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I, I feel like that was your flirtiest age too, because I remember that's, you were sober at the time, but I would like see you at the bars and you would be having the best yeah, time with your girlfriends. Yeah. And you were like, it was like, uh, you had a revival of your twenties at that point in your life. And may I ask, was this the period of time where the infamous Vegas trip happened? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which yes. I, listeners have heard i mean taylor was is always a part of the infamous vegas shit so yeah oh man honestly in vegas i really didn't feel that flirty but you guys forced me to be flirty so that you could get somewhere to sit down at the club and so i feel used and abused. <laughs> that's vegas for you well i know well, i had no idea what bottle service was i had no idea what vegas was so i barely did too though i learned a lot taylor was um katie heron Yes, she's for us, so- uh, but in her twenties. Because for reference, um, Taylor, you got sober. How old were you when you got 20. sober? She was twenty when she got sober, and I would say for those first four years, you probably you kept it pretty low key. You hung out in a a group that was the majority of them were sober, and the activities you guys still went out and had fun, but it was not like you didn't experience going out to the bars or going to clubs or anything, and. No, until you were about 24, 25. I got sober when I was 20 and I was very, um, I don't know, new at that. I had like my first big girl job that wasn't like waiting tables. And so I was very serious about work and coming home and going to bed. I was in a relationship with Aria's dad, like pretty shortly after getting sober. And so I really just like went to work during the week and hung out with him on the weekends and we did fun, sober stuff with friends, but like nothing wild and crazy. And then Aria was born when I was 23. And then um, I would say when she was eight months old, Jason and I had like, I, this sounds so lame, but we did like the whole conscious uncoupling thing. We were like, not mad at each other, or no drama, no fighting, but we were just like, Hey, we're, we have been 
like such good friends this whole time. Now we're raising a baby. Like, let's just be buds and raise this baby together. Um, and so after that, I think I started to come out of my shell a little bit more. I was a little bit more grown up. I had uh, parenting responsibilities, which was really grounding to me, but you know, she would go to her dad's one or two nights a week. And so in that time I started doing more, um, friend stuff with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And that really just led to, you know, on a weekend night, like going out dancing in PB or whatever, like most of my friends got sober so young that we did not have a 21st birthday experience or any bar experiences. And, you know, we love to dance a lot. And so we'd go out to the dancing bars and cut a rug. I don't know. So much fun. Yeah. So Yeah. I really got to live my flirtiest, my flirtiest time then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it sounds like you were like, you really had found yourself because like, I think it's like, we could all say this, like you had to grow up really fucking fast, you know? And like, and you did, you know, you did it so like responsibly. And so it was cool that you got to like, in your like blossom of finding yourself get to be like, now I get to be like my flirties and like have the fun that I didn't really experience when I was like getting fucked up when I was really young and not like really remembering or like, it wasn't like, it wasn't, that wasn't fun, you know? Cause that was like, no. I'm sure, you know, I nothing I, about my drinking before I got sober was really that fun at all. So yeah, <laughs> it was nice to be able to, I don't know, have those experiences, but still be sober. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd run into Megan in PB a few times. I'd be like, Megan, I, like, I what are you doing shocked. here? I would yeah. be like, what are you doing here? And then it started yeah. here right now. Yeah. 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 So this, so 25 was the birth of a specific era in your mm-hmm. life. Oh yeah. Erica, I know you have a question about this, so go for it uh sorry is this wait hold on you're right you're right I am okay okay. um so this era has a term um this term has has changed into many things and I was actually just talking about this yesterday we'll be filming anyway anyway Taylor can you please explain what dance party baby means, what this era of dance party baby was and like what this means to you. And then we can, we can all kind of touch on that, on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So truly dance party baby was the, uh, birth of my most flirtiest, most outgoing, most, uh, social self, I guess mm-hmm. I was bartending at a Kava bar. If nobody knows what Kava is, it's this root from the South Pacific and a bunch of sober people drink it because it gives you a nice little head change, I guess. Yeah. Without impairing your like cognitive function. Um, and so it was like a whole bunch of sober people going to a bar again for like a bar scene, but like not getting drunk or all messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was bartending there and I think it all started because in order to get, obviously I was working for tips. So in order to get people to come to the bar while I was working, I'd have to like market myself. And so I did. So I was taking cute photos. I was getting dressed up all the time. Again, this was like around the same time that I was like going out dancing, being super flirty and um, I don't really living my most 
wild and fun, sober life. Uh, but dance party baby was actually who coined the term dance party baby. I have it. I, I know the story. So me and Maddie, we were, uh, whenever we were like 23, 24, we went on that trip to Europe and we couldn't go to Aria's, um, third birthday, Maddie. Yeah. And we were so sad, but we like, were talking to her and she was like, I got a baby. <laughs> and, um, we were like, oh my gosh, what's her name? And she said, the name is Dance Party Baby. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's us. We are Dance Party Baby because me and Maddie were out in Europe partying, dancing every night. And it just kind of took on a term for all of our lives in that time. It so I stole it from Aria you then. Started it. Aria, Aria started, started it. it. Well, yeah. I know Aria started it because she had this baby doll. And it had, I actually just found Dance Party Baby's shirt randomly when I was doing laundry the other day. Oh my gosh. I know. She's rearing her head. She is. Oh my gosh. So Aria had this baby doll and it had this like light blue and white shirt with this star on it. And then she had these like bright neon rainbow pants. Like, I don't know. Uh, she was like a rave baby. Okay. <laughs> and Aria at two or three would like put makeup on her doll. And so she's pushing it around in her little baby stroller. And she goes, mommy, it's dance potty baby. And I was like, what? And she goes, her name is dance potty baby. And I said, dance party baby is what you named your doll. And she was like, yeah. So then she told you guys about dance party baby. You Megan named your, you, your guys' selves dance party baby. And then I stole it. And now where is it? Oh, and I have a dance yeah, party baby too. too. Yeah. You got to show, you got to like show it to the camera. Can you see it? Kind of. I'll take a picture yeah. of it for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's great. We'll post mm -hmm. on the story. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun time because mm -hmm. I mean, we had all gone through like our 20 year old, 21 year old college phases and we like were having so much fun. And then you kind of got to experience that in your own way. And it was honestly the first time I was like, wait, you can go out and not get trashed. That rocks. Yeah. yeah, Taylor taught me that the night in Vegas, you were like, what if you didn't drink tonight? And I said, okay, challenge accepted. And we had the best time ever. I tried to get all of you to do it. She yeah. didn't want to do it. I think you didn't really drink that much, Erica, because you were hurt a lot that weekend. Yeah, she did. She couldn't. She tried. Yeah. She tried. Yeah. Wait, she tried to do the sober thing? No, she tried to drink a drink. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, That's she tried. It was like, what will help more and what will help less? It was a very fine line to walk. It was yeah. Oh my God. I just remember being at my first club ever. Well, ever, ever, but also my first club in Las Vegas, first club ever. And we walk in, it's Omnia. And I thought, oh my God, this place is horrible. The freaking sexism here is terrible. You like pack all these chicks in and high heels and you make them wander around survival of the fittest to see who can last the longest and you know shimmy up to these guys to, just to be able to like sit down at their table I thought oh I hate it here we're walking around but also we were like gonna see Calvin Harris and although I hated it I was like I, I still want to see like what this is about and get the full experience and Erica's just trudging around just like <laughs> having the most miserable time and she looks at us and she's like I can't do this. You guys, I really need to go home. And we were like, everyone was like, all right, you know what? We get it. Can you get home safe? You're like, I'll be fine. I'll let you guys know when I get back to the room. She freaking peaced out. 
Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Maddie and Megan soon find us a table to sit at. Mm-hmm. And soft nip, remember? Yes. Soft very, nip. What? Oh, your soft nip? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh my god. Oh, actually, this that day. Everyone this whole night was yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh so we sit at this table. It's like a bunch of old dudes, but Maddie and Megan are like very social and you know. Also, I just want for the people listening, it's the best thing when you go to Vegas and you find a table of like dad aged guys because they're more than likely not going to be hitting on you if they're like visiting and they're like with their buds. It depends. Uh, Yeah, it depends. But I've had pretty good experiences where they're like, absolutely, girls, take a seat. You're fine. You can hang out, whatever. It's like the one of the safest tables you could pick. Not always the most fun table, but for that night, we just needed to sit down. Yeah, we did. And honestly, I mean, they were pretty forgettable people, but my feet thank them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Megan is in this like really beautiful red V-neck like a deep plunge v-neck dress very sexy very beautiful high class hooker vibes yeah very high class hooker <laughs> vibes. my dress no i still have the oh, dress oh no i, I remember it's so inappropriate it. it's so much chest whatever who cares who cares mm-hmm. yeah it was so very very beautiful dress she looks great so anyways calvin harris is over we leave the club we're walking through the casino and you know with this deep plunge dress you can't wear a bra so you know, she's drunk. She's not like paying attention to her outfit the entire time. So we're walking through the, the casino and I noticed that Megan's boob is out. And I was like, Hey, uh, your boobs out. And she goes, she looks down she goes, Oh no, it's a soft nip. It's not even a hard nip. It's a soft nip. Uh, uh, <sighs> and earlier that day we had gotten drinks at the bar and the, the bartender comes up to Maddie and he goes, Hey, how you girls doing? And she was like, good. And he was like, hey, I just gotta let you know. <laughs> it was longer than that. Yeah, hey, he was like, you look hey, so beautiful tonight. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you girls feeling good tonight? That's awesome. I love your outfit. You look so great. Um, also, we'll make your dream. I mean, like, could have been the longest thing. Also, by the way, I can see your nipple. <laughs> like, get to the point. Like, do a tailor and say, Man, your, your boob is your boobs out. No, I don't bury the fucking nipple lead. <laughs> yeah, he buried the lead so hard. I didn't realize that it was that long. That's comedy. That's it was funny. ridiculous. And I said, just tell me that. Like, I think yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, th- those should have been the first words out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's probably such a hard don't thing. Ignore to it. No, just say don't it. ignore it. Don't ignore it. That's no, me. I don't think ignore it, but I feel like he was <laughs> he was trying really creep. hard not to be a creep and also yeah. be so nice, but he just kept like going on and on, like he avoiding was... saying the hard part when really just like, hey, you got something in your teeth. Hey, your yeah. boobs out. Hey, you got toilet paper stuck to your shoe. Just like, uh, just say it. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's get it over with. Yeah, like working up the courage, but like what you said, hey, your boobs out. I would have been so like to me that would have been like a blip like oops you know whatever boobs are my bad thing you know but the lead up of the like i mean i'm not kidding he was talking for 30 seconds before he said i can see your nipple oh don't you fucking hate that one time i was wearing a dress that like had like a little like slit right here and i wasn't wearing a bra with it and i was walking around and like i noticed part way through the day my nipple was just like got caught sticking out of it I have no idea how long that was happening for. Just a little resting at the top. Yeah, just like, 
And at, at, luckily at that point, it was hard knit, but it could have, yeah. I mean, I feel like it had to be to get through there. It'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft nip yeah. wasn't going to work its way out. <laughs> fall back down. Yeah, but it's interesting to, for the nipple where it was because that's just like not it was where higher. It was to that's be. why it was yeah. like defying gravity. <laughs> it was crazy, but um, yeah. Also, so a- oh, sorry. I just want to say one thing about that Omnia Club night. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, why I absolutely had to leave, and I think this was the start of my body being like, you're allergic to alcohol is I sneezed about 17 times in a row inside of Omnia. And I was like snotting. And I was like, that's why I was like, I cannot be here. You guys like, this is disgusting. I got to get the fuck out of here. Straight up not having a good yeah. time. That happens to me frequently as well. And yeah. the air quality yes. in Vegas is horrible. I think that was part, I just have the worst, you know, I'm historically Dawson's are snotty people. Yeah. <laughs> But then we ended up having fun. I think we came back to Maddie went back upstairs. And then that's the night that me and Taylor met up with the doctors. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Cause me and Maddie got into a fight. We're walking through the club and I was like, oh man, I'm really hungry. You guys, do you want to eat? And Maddie goes, we're not hungry. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we get back up to the room and Maddie goes, me and Megan are going to go get something to eat. So we'll see you later. And I was like, "Uh, uh, eating was my idea. And she was like, no, it wasn't. What's your problem? Just like verbally accosting me. Well, to battle be fair, with me. yeah. To food, the Las Vegas food battles, like, don't bring up the pretzel. Also, like, Taylor's been up. banned from bringing this up because she brought it up for. We're I'm on a podcast, right? Well, I'm just letting you know what what has it been? Six years. Also, when you're drunk, you know how you become Dory and you can't remember what you just said. So when I was like, oh, I'm not hungry, and then I had a separate conversation with Megan, and then. I got hungry. And so we decided to go get food. I was just a drunk forgetter. I don't care if you change you your damn so- mind, change your mind. You're just rude about it. Hey, 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 hey. What? We're not six years back. We're here, girlies. She loves this story so much. I love you <laughs> Hey, bring it back now, y'all. <laughs> there was a point in time where, well, we have a lot of catching up to do because I was so mean to Maddie when we were kids. And then as adults, Maddie likes to be mean to me, but it's okay. I just take it and bring it up later, you know, six years later on a podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> interview is over. <laughs> really hold on to it. That's and I'm not mean to you. Not anymore. We're good now. Everything's great. Everything's great. Let's look at Let's the question. Let's move on to another question. <laughs> Moving on. We can edit that out if you guys want. Oh, no, it's good. I like the tension. <laughs> you know what? I randomly have a question um, for you. This is really random. We could edit this out. Have you ever watched a dating show before? Yeah. Love is blind. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love love is blind. Okay. I love um, that show. That's just a question I had about you. Cause I was like writing down my questions and then the podcast I was listening to was talking about um love island uk and i was like i wonder if taylor has ever watched a dating show okay i've never seen love island i saw that other one what's the other show with like f boy yeah i'm just like, waiting for the, the oh, bachelor okay. but make it paradise uh the one with that girl francesca oh too hot oh, to handle too hot, hot to handle, too hot too to handle. Hot, too, yeah. this is early covid yeah dating. the two netflix dating shows that were like really good during covid yeah okay watch those if you guys, everyone, if you had to go on a dating show, which one would you go on? Oh, 
I honestly, as much as I'm like not into it, I would say the bachelor only because I would be eliminated so quickly. And I know that, and it's like fine. And I don't have to marry anyone. My mom is obsessed with the idea of me going on married at first sight, which is insane. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I would just say the bachelor because I would not put myself out there enough to be accepted long-term and I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. Your mom, let's just, yeah, Megan said, let's get back to that. Your mom actually wants you like, this shouldn't be shocking, but it's Heidi Marie. She gets us every time, man. She actually wants you to be on married at first sight. And because she's obsessed with the show, that will be a good thing for you in your life. (laughs) Obsessed with the show um, has brought it up to me multiple, multiple, multiple times. Asked me to go on said, she thinks it would be great for me. And I said, I am not marrying someone on television. I don't even want to be vulnerable in private. What makes you think I want to be vulnerable on the television? And she said, I understand that, but they have so many success stories. And I thought the, the pool of success stories versus like being so uncomfortable. I mean, like I said, I'm not airing my dirty laundry out on the television, but also married at first sight. Like we're just going to freaking Hi, y'all right into commitment. We have commitment issues. Yeah. It's yeah. Married sure. they don't the worst one to go on. To yeah. Me. You're actually married. You yeah. have to marry them. Yeah. And then you have to marry them and then you immediately have to move in with them. Yeah. And that is just like. And the thing weird. is the show hasn't been out long enough for us to know if it's even successful. We know it's not, that's not a, that's not a formula for success. Well, yeah, because you these marriages I mean? have lasted, if they've lasted, they've lasted like, what, two, two years max, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They've had like some, they do have some success where they've ended up like getting married and having children. And so they try to do, <clears throat> excuse me. They try to like, they have like doctors and psychologists that try to match these people. And so they make it like really intense. They try to put the best people together. It's like, not just you just show up and it's a random lottery, which makes it interesting. But then you have two strangers. Like, I can't imagine meeting someone that day and then being like, I live with you. That is my nightmare. Oh, oh, no. my, oh my nightmare. God. Although um, I have had some successful roommate stories where it's like, I meet you from Craigslist or I meet you from yeah. CSU dorms and we ended up being best friends or whatever but so you don't have to be like and in love with them no and, and i'm not them in love with them like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's very different that adds yeah. a whole different it's, life yeah. and so, there's an expiration date on that relationship yeah. if need be um so. whew, that's hilarious hi marie i oh. also just think like you get to a certain age because i've had friends and all the friends who recommend this are in relationships like when you get to a certain age and everyone's like well clearly something's not working for you so you need to go on reality television to fix your relationship status and I'm thinking I think I'd rather figure this out in private but I appreciate very happy being alone yeah or like go to therapy and maybe that could help I don't know there's like a lot of different things before reality tv Yeah, I, there's so many more steps for reality TV, but, yeah. but people are like, but then also I can become Instagram famous. Yeah, you know, that's like the job. Mm-hmm. But that's what people want. married at first sight. They have the lamest people. Like, yeah, you would be an absolute rock star on that show. But I don't know anyone who watches that show. Hi to Marie Simmel, my mom. Yeah, yeah. But also, I feel bad. My mom is like obviously coming from like a mom place and wants her kids to be so happy and in love and whatever. 
she's like constantly trying to set Maddie up with anyone, anyone. I mean, like on the street. A guy no. that works at CarMax. I know. Uh, I, I do. I have noticed that. And, and now okay, Maddie is the only Stemler kid that is left single right now. Yes. So Taylor. But also, that's okay, too, because uh, it's so uh, fine. Hey, what she doesn't understand. Uh, yeah. What she doesn't understand. I'm like, my people. Just let her be happy being alone. Like, it's not a sad thing. It's not sad at all. It's happy. Yeah. You I'm have really no offense. Once you were married, you have to be in a relationship forever think about that all the time (laughs) unless you want to open your relationship up eventually you never know you're still married forever yeah exactly legally bending yeah listen all i know is that statistically women are getting married later and later in life and they've measured the happiness of all groups of people and women without children and husbands rank the highest on the happiness meter I do. I have heard that. I believe that. I believe that too. I Which, believe that too. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with marriage. And oh, for, my God. for the record, I do want to be married and I, the dates are in have, the mail. Yeah. and I do want to have children. Uh, so Taylor, maybe you tell us about the fact that you're soon to be married. I'm getting married soon, you guys. Congratulations. <laughs> oh man. Less okay. than a year. I want to hear, I want you to share the so you talked a little bit about a bad relationship that you had um if you could give the spark notes version of the road that led you to your soon-to-be husband brandon. oh i have a lot of questions about brandon too okay i'll just let you know how it led up to me and brandon and then you can ask your questions about brandon is that fine yeah um okay so i was in a really bad relationship with somebody who was like very narcissistic super controlling um started from a place of like you know I care about you so I want you to be the best version of yourself which led to like don't wear this or don't wear that don't dress like this and then it was like this whole like um separation like from friends and family and it was like just this whole chaotic thing right so I got out of there and I've had like really low self-esteem from that relationship after getting out of it, I started to like gain that back. Um, uh, exercising was a really good outlet for me. I feel like I got to, you know, create more endorphins. I was hanging out with my two girlfriends that love to exercise. Um, I was in the best shape of my life. And, um, that really helped me to, you know, get over that and gain my, uh, self-worth self-esteem and like, I don't know, just my whole personality back. Yeah. Um, and then Brandon was, um, I've known Brandon for like 13 years, um, but he was gone for a while. He had come back. He's really good friends with my best friend's husband. And so he actually came into the call bar while I was working and um, we just kind of caught up with each other and started dating. So, I mean, I can be more specific, but I'll let you ask your questions if you want. Yeah, my questions are about like the rekindling. So you had known him. When did you meet Brandon? Yes. So I met Brandon when I was 20. He is um, a year younger than me. So he was like, uh, or he's a year and a half younger than me. So he was like 18 or 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we weren't super close friends, but we all hung out in the same group of people. So he was always around or I was always around. 
Um, was this when you guys were both getting sober that you met or yeah so he has actually been like in and out of when he was younger he was in and out of AA since he was like 15 or 16 okay. um, and so he was sober when I got sober and it's interesting too because I he was uh, definitely a playboy and so I have seen him in a lot of his relationships um which is actually pretty cool because I like get to see where mm -hmm. his uh relationship history comes from like I know them personally Whoa. um and so I got to watch him he was like a wild and crazy guy he was a playboy like he was always the talk of the town in the friend circle I was 20 Brandon was 18 or 19 I saw him through uh, quite a few relationships uh in the time that he hung out in our friend circle um he had savvy um with another woman obviously she's my stepdaughter um and shortly after she was born he he made some bad choices for money he was sober at the time but he decided that he was going to um put drugs in his car and drive them across state lines because he wanted to make a paycheck in order to be like a single dad and support his daughter. The mom is not really in the picture. Um, but like not doing drugs at the time or anything, just like a stupid, at this point, I think he's 21, a stupid 21 year old mistake. Yeah. Um, so he got caught while he was on the road and it was his first offense. Uh, he got caught in Mississippi and they ended up sentencing him to 15 years in prison. Um, and I had asked him like, you know, were you scared or nervous or anything? And he was like, I really didn't think about it so much. I thought I'd never been in trouble with the law before. So what's the worst they could do? Like maybe a couple years. And they just totally threw the book at him. Uh, he was sentenced to 15 years. So he went to prison. This was like a huge thing in the friend circle, whatever. So he was gone. Um, he ended up doing eight years and got out in 2019. Um, and so, like I said, my best friend's husband and him were really good friends. Brandon had reached out to him via like Facebook messenger and was like, Hey, I'm back, you know, let's catch up or whatever. And my friend Jake was so happy that he was coming back. That's like, you know, his little brother. So he brought him to the Kava bar and we all just started hanging out. <clears throat> Uh, my other best friend, Andy, was really good friends with him uh, back in the day before he went away. So he was already very close with like two of my closest friends and fit very well like into our friend group. Um, and so him and I just kind of started talking via text. We talked via text for a long time. Um, I knew that he had just come home, obviously, from spending eight years in prison. That on paper looks really bad, but I knew him from before. So I knew that he was a good person. I knew the whole uh, circumstance and story surrounding it. So I knew that he wasn't like a horrible guy. He just made a horrible, he, he made a bad mistake and suffered like the absolute worst consequences. Yeah. Um, so that didn't deter me from talking to him, but we just kind of talked via text and by phone for a while until he asked me on a date and having come out of this like horrible relationship, I said, you know, I really want to take it slow before we move on to anything physical. Like I think that 10 dates is a good idea. And 
uh, for context, in the bad relationship, we didn't do anything. We didn't do dates. We never went out. We never did anything fun. I never felt like courted as a female. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that I had ever really dated before. And so this was something important to me. Like, I like to go out. I like to do things. I like activities. Like, if we want to take this to the, you know, the next step, like, I want to see that you're capable of going out and doing activities, I guess. Yeah. You were very much learning how to date, but also learning how to establish boundaries all at the same time. Yeah. yeah you needed like if you're like this is what i need and stating it yeah because previously mm -hmm. you were a jump into a relationship girl yes and, and not do accept, my research yeah. before and say oh that's what you want got it yeah. yeah yes and so like i said i had just gained my self-esteem and self-worth back and so i was um we didn't really grow up with boundaries nope. so setting boundaries was really uncomfortable to me uh, but I had gotten to this place where I thought, you know, I don't want to keep doing this like serial monogamy thing over and over and over again. Like if I'm going to be in a relationship, especially having a daughter, if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody, I want to take the time to get to know them. And, you know, how do you interact in the world? Like, what's it like going out to dinner? What's it like going out to like, can't, are you capable of planning a date or like thinking about what I want to do? Mm -hmm. um, and this sounds really selfish as I say it out loud, but I do think that it's so important to get to know each other outside of like an intimate setting. Like you can sit at home and watch TV and like, you know, it's not selfish at all. It's just no, long-term I think choice. it makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. Like you need to know how they interact with servers, how they even split food. You yeah. know what I mean? Like how kind of tipper are you? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what do you like outside of just the two of us? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. That's so, so normal to me. He took me on the 10 most fun dates. We went to great restaurants. We went go-karting. We went to wonder spaces, like this really cool interactive art exhibit. Um, I don't know. We really got to do so many different cool and fun things. And so, you know, we really established a, um, we already had a little bit of a friendship going on by the time we started going on these dates. Um, but we really got to know each other better as people and establish more of a connection. Um, and so uh, one thing led to another and we ended up deciding to be in a relationship. Um, yeah, kissy face. Um, and he really is the nicest, sweetest, sensitive, loving, caring, attentive man that I have ever gone out with in my entire life really freaked me out. So we were together for like nine months and him being so nice to me, I really wasn't used to that. You know, it seemed very foreign to me. And, uh, you know, Maddie has shared her intimacy issues on the podcast many times. <laughs> I have the same <laughs> recurring theme. Yeah. I have the same intimacy issues. And so it got to this point where it was like, you know, we're getting more serious in a relationship and I completely freaked out and I ended it. And, um, and then a global pandemic hit. I no, we were still together when the pandemic hit. Oh. I ended it. Oh. Well, actually I started to pull away and he ended it. He was like, you're pulling away from me. What's going on. And I didn't have an answer. Cause I had no idea what was going on with me. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't want to end it. Cause he was like the freaking best guy I've ever gone out with. Um, but he wasn't going to sit around and wait for me to 
change or make up my mind, you know? So he said, I'm ending this. I deserve better. I like that. I really respect that. Yeah. 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 And he could sense that you were emotionally shutting down and like going like this. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. It's like, I used to have this light light switch that would go Mm -hmm. off and on. It would be all the way on and I'd be like the best version of myself. Woohoo. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And then it gets to a point. And I feel like, uh, I've done a lot of work on myself. So, you know, in the relationships prior, the light switch going off was indicative of me not being in the right relationship. I think when I felt like my light switch went off in this relationship, but I couldn't figure out what to do. Do I leave? Do I stay? Oh, what's going on? I have no idea. It wasn't because I was in the wrong relationship. It's because I did not know how to accept what was happening. (laughs) And so the pandemic was, um, a really, really, really cool and introspective time for me. Um, I did a lot of work on myself as far as like codependency goes. And, um, as soon as I finished my work on codependency, I did like, I had been sober. I 12 step programs. I truly believe in them. A, although I'm not sober now, like AA and the 12, that 12 step program was so cool and such a turning point in my life. Like, again, although I'm not sober now, like that phase of my life and going to AA, like gave me everything that I have today. I learned so much about myself and like how to be a functioning human Mm -hmm. because of it. Uh, so when I was uncomfortable, um, in 2020 with like my emotional issues, I asked for help from a 12 step codependency program. Once I completed those 12 steps, um, I was actually at the beach house Mm -hmm. and my best friend, Andy remained friends with him throughout this whole thing. And he was helping her move furniture into her brand new house. And I just decided that I was going to show up over there and be like, Hey, it's me. Remember me? Honestly, it was pretty rude of me to do that. I think you had devised this. Okay. So I was a bit of a fly on the wall during this time, because when when you guys broke up, you were like, we're broken up. I remember you said Brandon broke up with me and I thought, oh my gosh, it's a pandemic. You're living at a, in a studio apartment with your uh, six-year-old daughter and she just got dumped and you can't go anywhere. What a horrible time. But you were like, no, no, no. You were doing your, your whole flea thing, which I obviously, it, it, I know what you're doing because I do the same things in relationships as well. Um, and I thought, oh boy, here we go again. And I really liked Brandon, but I was not, I did not get to know him at this time because truly and honestly, all the time and effort that I had spent getting to know any boyfriends was short-lived. And so I, when it came to her boyfriends, I was just like, yeah, nice to meet you. But I let the door hit you on the way out. I also feel like because you guys were moving at such a normal pace instead of a step on the gas pace Mm -hmm. it was like I remember he was at Aria's sixth birthday but like he didn't really interact with us because you guys had just started dating it wasn't a big deal like stuff like that and so it it felt kind of normal that he wasn't completely involved in Maddie's life at the time Mm -hmm. because you guys were in a new relationship but you also Taylor did this thing with him for a while where so because of her past relationships I think our family kind of took this, took on this attitude of like, oh, here we go again. Taylor's got a new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So, and Taylor, you probably will agree with me, 
she like she said her light switch on or off so she's either like I'm dating this guy he's gonna go to our family things all in all in and so with Brandon she was like nope uh, he's not he's not gonna be around he's yeah. gonna, like she didn't want my parents interacting with him so it was like like he's not allowed to be around us but then also we were like trying to give her space because she you you kind of did this weird thing for a while where it was like don't talk to him don't like mom would try to come out and like say hi and you're like get out of here like yeah. there's a weird time where you were like I'm with this guy all the time but don't look at him and don't talk to him and like but don't. I get it it's like boundary setting when you've yeah. never done it before you have to be yeah. so fucking strict well also at the time so I was living on my own. I was renting a room. Ari and I were renting a room from a friend and that situation was like no longer serving me. I was ready to find somewhere to live on my own. I didn't want to have roommates. And so I moved out of her house into my parents' house for like a month. And, um, he actually, he helped me. I asked him to help me move. And this was before we were dating or anything. We were just like kind of talking. I wanted to like get to know him a little bit better. And so my friend Jake always helps me move. And I said, hey, ask Brandon if he wants to, if he can help also. So they moved me out of the um, room that I was renting into my parents' house. So I was living at my parents' house while also trying to like normally date this guy. But again, my family doesn't have boundaries. So they want to meet everyone. They want to be involved in everything. And I'm like, really trying to do this independent, keep my family out of it thing. And they're difficult because they're like, you know, we want to be involved in everything. Our family's difficult? Yeah, a little. They're like, we want to be involved in everything, but yes. you know, we also are judging you for being in a relationship. So I'm like, let me date without you guys involved. And then, you know, we won't be in the situation. Yeah. So I did keep him very separate um, while we were still getting to know each other. So by the time we had split up, you know, it was like no loss to my family at that time. Um, and that was great. I didn't have to like deal with my parents or my siblings being like, oh, we miss him or how's he doing? Or our parents are notorious for still talking to our boyfriends after we break up with them. Psychotic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a whole episode about my parents gaslighting me. I mean, my dad, like, they would, yeah, my dad would be hanging out with Maddie's ex boyfriends. Like, yeah, yeah. I was still golfing with. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. I'll blur it out. But <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's okay. I was talking. Anyway. I, I know. It's like totally inappropriate, but like also sweet that they like them at the same time. I don't know. It's just a mess. Yeah. 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 So I did this. I devised this whole plan. Like I worked on myself. And, you know, I was really able to appreciate what a good guy he was. And I thought, man, I really messed that up. The other part of this whole thing is that we started dating, like right when he came home and I know that he is a playboy. Like I said before, like he just is a playboy. Okay. And I thought this man has been away from females for eight years. He wants to play the field. And I told him like, Hey, let's not be anything serious. If you want to play the field. And he was like, no, I really like you. You know, I want to be with you, whatever. There were some issues in our relationship where I feel like he didn't necessarily, he didn't necessarily 
he missed out on like eight years of dating. Right. So we're now in this relationship and he does not have as much practice as I did. I was dating the whole time he was away. Um, and so part of me felt bad, like, man, you know, you, you come home and you immediately get into a a relationship. Like you have no idea what dating apps are like. You have no idea what dating is like, like you have so many wild oats that you want to, that you need to sow. I think in order to really realize what you have, as far as a relationship goes, I don't ever want to put you in a situation where you're left wondering, like, what would it have been like if I dated, you know? Um, and so I was so happy when we broke up that he did date. He did the online dating. He dated one girl, like not seriously, but like more serious than just like a fling or whatever. And so I was really, really, really happy and grateful that he had that experience, which maybe sounds weird to some people, but I wanted him to date as much as possible Yeah. so that eventually I didn't know we were going to get back together. But when we did get back together, he had a better sample size of like what it's like out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And knew that you were what he wanted. Yeah. Like, yes, like that you guys aligned with what you needed. Yes. Um, so my friend Andy had stayed in touch with him the whole time because they're great friends. And so she had told me, like, oh, he's dating, he's seeing this one girl. And I was like, oh, ooh, like excited for him, but also like very nosy about it. Well, she had just moved into her house and he was helping her uh pick up some patio furniture with his truck or something. And she had told me that him and the girl had just broken up. And I had finished all this work on myself and really realized, like, man, that guy is such a good guy. And so I knew that he was going to be at her house. So I just showed up over there (laughs) and I was like, Hey, what's up? And so we like sat around the fire talking, chatting, and it was nice. We like picked up right where we left off, um, as far as our connection went. Um, and we really got to talk about a lot of things. Um, and so we decided that, you know, after talking for a little while and again, going on like a few more dates that, And we were like so open about everything and had such good communication. And I remember just telling him how I felt, although it, I knew it wasn't going to make him feel good, but it was my truth. I was telling him all these things and he just hugged me and he said, it's okay. I totally understand. And I was like, man, that guy is like, he is so cool. He can listen. He's not taking this personally. He's, he really cares about my process. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was so happy for his process. So that was, that was almost two years ago. So it was beach house week. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was like two years ago. Um, We've been together ever since we uh, lived separately for quite a while. I was in my shoebox apartment in North park. He was living in Bonita. I had actually applied for an apartment in Benita, not knowing that he lived there. So I ended up moving to Benita, which was really cool because we live so close to each other. Um, And we did that for the first year. And then because we have kids, you know, we had started talking about marriage and what's very different with him compared to everybody else is like, this guy is my teammate. He is like my life teammate, my life partner. We, I'm sorry. I just have to step away for one moment. You keep talking. Okay. Um, yeah, we can do life together so well. 
Um, so having kids and like blending a family comes with a lot of challenges. Um, and so once we started talking about marriage, both of us are very protective of our daughters. And we said, you know, we don't want to, it was very important to me not to move in with somebody without a bigger commitment. And so we had talked about, you know, living together and engagement and all of that. So, um, he proposed in, was that, I think May of 2021, um, and we were still living separate from each other. And then once that was official, we started looking for somewhere to live, found our house. We've now lived together for exactly a year, actually. I don't know. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. In one week, it will be exactly a year that we've lived together. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And so and we have our wedding date set for July 14th of next year. Oh, it, oh my it God. Yes, I'm making them go. I didn't tell you. Dude, I was, oh, fuck. I so know. it's going to be, wait, is it the same place, just a different day? Did no, they- so we changed the date because the place that I was at can no uh, longer do events. That's what I thought, that they were fucked with events. Yeah, oh. so I had we had to find a whole new place. I already had okay, like a July bunch of vendors booked. Yeah, July 14th. Wow, I know. Yeah, but the place that we picked now is 10 times more beautiful. Oh, yay. But it was meant to happen. It was yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's still in Temecula, but it's on like the Fallbrook side of Temecula. So oh, it's like up yay. on this big, beautiful yeah. hill. Oh my gosh, it's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. So we rented out this whole, the whole property. It's like a ranch house style property, wraparound porch, everything. And so we're going to stay there for the whole weekend. Um. So yeah. Dude. Us too. I'm so excited. It's going to be so, so, so excited. Oh yeah. And also there's room for you two to stay. If you guys want to stay, we want to stay. Oh, we're okay. Staying. We're yeah. staying. We're staying we're somewhere. somewhere. We're obviously yeah. staying. Yeah, yeah. Stay with us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like we, we're going to be clung together uh-huh. at that See? event. Also, you yes. know, what's so funny when you, when you gate, when I got like the, like RSVP via email and it was like, are you bringing a plus one? I was like, why would you even give me that option? That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wait, like, the RSVP for what? Or like, didn't I get an email? You, thing? you just you just put your at my address, address, address. And, at the end it said who is your date. plus. That's oh, right. got it. Yeah, no, that's just to collect everybody's addresses. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But still, I was like, I'm not I bringing. Would... Even if I had a boyfriend, I would not bring it. I know. That's- <laughs> <laughs> what i mean you know like yeah mm-hmm. weddings are always like i'm like i literally don't want to bring anyone to this i want to yeah maybe go on the dance floor later yeah later 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 we have to have the ultimate dance party i'm really oh yeah looking forward to you guys bringing it i'm oh are you i'm gonna be sore the next day so sore i'm gonna be like like doing so much yeah <laughs> i'm like, honestly sore. like <laughs> obviously so happy about the marriage portion and the blending of the families and all of that yeah. but truly when I well I actually never really thought about a wedding until uh me me and Brandon didn't even think about our wedding until like a year after we were engaged we're like we're fine to do a long engagement whatever yeah. and then um we just got to a point where both of us were like should we should we start planning this like should we do it and we were like okay sure why not yeah. And so I had no idea what it was going to look like, what it was going to be like, but all I knew is that I had to have the ultimate dance party. Yeah. 
That's all. That's all we want we in a want. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I'll cry, 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 and then we'll wipe our tears and we will we'll party, party, party. Yeah. Party. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So fun. Are you gonna change your last name? Yes. Nice. Oh wow. Hey, that's kind of nice. It starts with the first three letters. Yeah, you still have the kind of same. same I get to keep my initials. Yeah, you get to keep your yeah, initials. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Taylor Stevens. Yeah. Taylor Stevens. Nice. I joke with him. I tell him that we're the Stemler Stevens. You are. But I try to convince him that his name is Brandon Stemler and he doesn't like it. <laughs> we're the Stemler Stevens. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, Taylor, we have asked you a lot of questions today and we love and appreciate you being on here. Um, but as you know, we did leave it up to the people to ask you some questions of their own. Okay. And I'm looking them over and I have actually a really funny one from our friend and fan of the podcast, Rio Shorting. All right. Okay. Um, her question is, why did you steal my entire makeup bag? <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. I'm sorry, Rio. <laughs> Shame. Should we Shame. tell this story? This is the shame yeah. spot. Yeah, Listen, I have to preface this with like, I am not proud of who I was for the first 20 years of my life. So <laughs> anything that happened before 20, I'm so sorry to the three Ps. I'm sorry to your sisters, to our parents, Rio, sorry to you too. So just really quickly, this story goes that, uh, Rio, we were friends in high school and we were getting ready one day. And I had always told my friends, do not leave your clothes. Don't let my sister borrow your clothes. Don't leave anything in my house that you want back basically. And I had a lock on my door. She'd pick the lock. She was a klepto straight up a klepto. And so Rio had slept over at my house one day and she had this like big Betsy Johnson, I think, or like Victoria's secret makeup bag. And Rio had really good makeup for a high schooler, like quality stuff. And so we come back and she's like, my makeup's gone. And I was like, okay, well, there's, well, Taylor's here. So she clearly took it. And so I'm like, Taylor, give Rio her makeup bag back. And she's like, I don't have it. And I was like, yes, you do. And so she's like, search my room, search my room. So we search her room and Rio's just like, ah, this is so uncomfortable. And I'm so pissed because I'm like, I know you have it. I'm like, I know you have it. And also I told you to her and like my friends don't leave your stuff here. And so, um, so I wait for a moment when they're all in the kitchen, Taylor thinks she's in the clear and I walk outside, I grab her keys And it's in the back seat of her car, clear as day. And I go, oh no, I didn't have your keys. I see, I walk out and I check and I see it. And I say, open your car right now. I see her makeup back in the back seat. And you were like, oh yeah, oops. Rio, I honestly just thought you were so beautiful. I wanted to be just like you. I wanted to use your makeup in hopes that I would be as pretty as you. And I'll buy you new makeup today if, uh, That'll make amends. (laughs) On the record, dude. Careful. (laughs) Careful, yeah. No, honestly, if there's anything I can do to make it up to you, let me know. Because that was pretty fucked up. (laughs) I fucked up. Rio said, how old were you when you started liking the little sisters? But you didn't... I never disliked you. Liked us, yeah. You just... Mm. When did you start thinking, oh, they're actually cool and I want to... These are my best friends. I started liking you guys. I always liked you guys. I think... It was very different. Okay. So when we were younger, it was like me and Brit and Bridget, but I don't really feel like me, Brit and Bridget hung out that much. It was like me and Brit or me and Bridget Yeah. for the most part. 
And then as we all got older, we were like all into different things. Like Britt was super serious about softball and like really into academics. Um, Bridget and I drifted apart in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, I always thought that you guys were super cool and great, but I think she's right. Once you guys got older and maybe a little bit more mature, it was easier for me to hang out and bond, but also me and Maddie are so close. I hang out with Maddie all the time. And so you guys hanging out with Maddie was like really easy for me. Yeah. yeah. But really when we started doing, I always thought you guys were cool, but when we started doing the girl trips, I really felt like I'm the fourth P. Yeah. We, yeah. We've always had a connection with you, Taylor, but it's like, whenever it was probably like after you got sober and then start, that's probably like right at that mini, your flirtiest times, whenever we all started hanging out all the time. Yeah. Because as soon as I got sober, I missed out. Like, you know, we all holiday at each other's houses and get togethers and all that. Once I got sober, it was really important. I missed out on so much. Yeah. It was so important for me to do all the family things. And so, yeah, as I started doing that, I started bonding with you guys way more. Yeah. yeah. And then also like the baby brought us all together. You know? Yeah. And Aria did bring us yeah. all together for yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah. And it like, also like the other thing too, was literally just logistically, like you guys were in San Diego. I was the one who was closest who would like visit the most. Yeah. And then also too, like, I don't even know if we've mentioned this on the pod, but like there was like high school, like the three P's really were barely took a break. yeah like not even peas like yeah yeah like we were I went to a different we were edamame yeah and it was fucking sucked but also like that was I mean that high school sucked all the time right for yeah. everyone and if it didn't suck for you then your life sucks now uh, <laughs> um just kidding I'm just kidding maybe I'll edit that out uh, <laughs> but anyway I feel like once college hit like seriously like the first winter break or even like Thanksgiving or something it wasn't the first Thanksgiving of our like freshman year that yeah. like we reconnected and we're like oh fuck we can get drunk together <laughs> I don't I don't know because I I feel like I because I would come, to, but remember, I came to your, we would come to your apartment. That's why I know it was freshman oh, year. Oh, that right? was, that uh, wasn't freshman that year. Was like sophomore year. That was sophomore year. That was sophomore year. Okay. Is okay. whenever I had an apartment for us to go to whenever we were all in town. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, but me and Maddie lived in the same town. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah. Yeah. I felt like as we came back together and then in that time, Taylor, you were sober, you had Aria that it just like that like brought us back into mm-hmm. like and we also like all knew ourselves better too of course I yeah like I agree I think that had I, like ha- we all had to figure out our own lives Taylor went through a lot and then we all came back together at, like at the end of the day yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we'll always come back together yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so Taylor yeah. always thought we were cool she just thought that other people were really cool <laughs> until they weren't cool at all the bad guys truly you guys are the coolest (laughs) 
He's kidding. <laughs> and it's, it's being recorded, so we could not like forever have that. Um, okay, I have another. I have a question from Alicia. Alicia Vasquez, like freaking number one fan of the podcast. Literally, let me send you a cash. Uh, <laughs> she sent so many questions, but I like I. I think this one's like juicy and also Taylor, this is very personal. <laughs> so like, okay. if you like share what you want, if you want to share, but she said, will you and Brandon have a kid together ever? We actually will not. He recently got a vasectomy. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. That's the no move. more kids. Guys, We've got two girls awesome. young. on our way to being teenagers. We both had kids early in our twenties. So we can be 30 or 40 flirty and thriving yeah yes. so our goal is when our kids are you know of age all of our other friends are going to be having their children and we're going to be like peace yeah. out everything you guys got to do in your 20s we're doing in our 40s yeah which but is way cooler than doing you it have in more 20s. money <laughs> more money more like i mean more money less fucks to give yeah it yeah. just yeah it'll be great so absolutely not to more yeah. babies that's fun yeah that's awesome yeah i love my kids but also like you love your life well. yeah yeah and yeah. you guys love you like you and brandon also are like want to experience that newfound freedom together when you have it and you, know? you also have a new independence that your kids are older and you like having to go back and not have any independence again yeah no i can't start over with the a baby, baby baby a baby honestly the baby baby part is not what freaks me out but the school age children, like school drop off and school pickup is the bane of my existence. If I had to start that all over again mm -hmm. with, if I had to start kindergarten all over again, I would be unhappy. So <laughs> keep them going. Yeah. No more. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's a good move. Speaking of Brandon, he wants to know, and I don't understand this. Me neither. I saw that question. Ask her if she's team doors or team wheels. Okay. So his question means, do you guys think that there are more doors in the world or more question. wheels in the world? I would say wheels. Wheels. hundred percent. I agree. I think wheels. wheels. Honestly, my first gut response to this question when he originally asked me was doors, uh, there's wheels on literally everything. there's wheels under this table yeah. there's wheels on that fan but also look how many vacuum. doors you have in here the That's cabinets the fridge all of this i know that. i like, feel like more one bike, have wheels and wheels. doors i do think that it is i do think now he really changed my mind i think there are more wheels but my original answer was doors so okay good job brandon you you're on our team i feel like there's wheels in machinery like tiny wheels technically and that doors. makes up the modern world. So there has to be more wheels. But there are also doors to everything. Everything. It's a mind trip. Those considered doors. So your team are, are like I'm cupboards considered doors. Yes. Um, you know, you think about that. I ripped the doors off my closet. Thank God. Yeah. And what about drawers? Are those considered but doors? But they have closet wheels on them. Have wheels. Yeah. The doors have wheels. Yeah. So. I I'm, I'm team wheels. I'm still wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's wheels. Here's another good. Does anyone else want to ask a question? No, you have this, it. Should we make this our last question? And then we'll chat yeah. about life. Yes. Um, so Alicia's other question is your favorite. What's your favorite thing about being a mom? And my question is, and do you have any advice for new moms or young moms? My favorite thing about being a mom 
Oh my God. There's so many, honestly, you just like create this human and then they're born and then you just like watch them grow and you watch them physically change. You watch them emotionally, mentally change. Um, I love, like, I love to laugh with my kids. I think that they are so funny and so interesting. Um, Aria is the world's biggest snuggler. She loves to snuggle with me. She loves to sleep in bed with me still. Every time we lay down, she goes, mama snuggle. And she grabs my arm and puts it over her. Um, oh, I just love the, the love her love. Oh my God. I love her love. Um, I don't know. They're the best as difficult as they can be sometimes, especially with like two girls nearing preteen age, they are a nightmare. They can be a nightmare, but it is honestly, it, it is, this sounds so cliche, but it is truly so rewarding. Like what you put into them, you get back tenfold. Yeah. And oh my gosh, just like how much it means to them and like their imaginations. And, you know, Aria still is really into like make-believe and Savvy is, you know, kind of moving out of that, but she's like so incredibly smart. She is the most emotionally intelligent child I have ever met in my life. And so it's just, I don't know. I love, I love to hang out with them. Yeah. Any advice for new moms? Oh my gosh. Advice. I have a hard time with this because no new mom actually wants advice. I think <laughs> my advice is not to the new moms. I think my advice is to the rest of the people of the world. Just shut the, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't give them advice. Let them do what they're going to do. Like there's no handbook. Everybody is figuring it out. And you know, you know, your kids better than anybody else. So if you want advice, you'll ask for it. Uh, but other than that, everyone keep your mouth shut and, and let the moms do their mom thing. I like that. That's yeah. the best advice. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for letting us interrogate you today. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. Also, I like learned, I learned things, you know, I didn't know about yours and Brandon's like full story. And I'm so happy to know it now. And I, I knew Brandon like made giant progress in his life in a very short amount of time, but I didn't realize it was that short of an amount yeah, of time. Yeah, me neither. I didn't realize that either for a long time when you guys were dating, I thought he had been out of prison for many, many years. And I didn't realize it was like immediate. I mean, shout out to him because he dude, I want to give, sorry to interrupt you, but I want to give the ultimate shout out to Brandon because he went through a lot and he truly made like, if you could find the ideal rehabilitated person, it is him. Like he went away, he suffered the like most severe consequences for his actions uh, he doesn't complain about it at all. He took that time to grow up and become a man and like really manifest what he wants in his life. He immediately got out. Uh, he worked so hard and is so willing to put everything he has into our relationship and to make it better all the time. He owns multiple businesses. He's a great dad. Uh, he put the time and effort, you know, he was away from his daughter for the first eight years of his life and he put every ounce of effort into regaining her trust and being a part of her life and like showing up on a daily basis and um oh man he is truly 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 an incredible human being and I'm just the most proud of him more than anybody on the face of the planet so love you baby. Brandon. Yay, Brandon. Shout, out, Brandon shout out huge shout out and it's like cool to like 
for us who are like your family and like to see you guys interact it's it's just so I mean literally you've never picked anyone even close to like him yeah <laughs> you I know I gonna and, say in case it's not clear yeah he's a hundred out of ten everyone approves yeah, yeah. he's very he's so happy that that's and empathetic and seems gives the rest of us hope even my yeah. brother likes him and you guys know that that is no easy feat yeah my brother called me and said I love Brandon that is my brother and I said wow that really means so much wow that really is really doesn't approve sweet. of anyone yeah you know what they I like best I like Brandon doesn't try hard to get you to like him. Like he's just like there, he's being himself. He's a good guy. And that's why you like him. It's not, he's not kissing your ass. There's no brown on his nose. Yeah. You I know? mean, he does actually brown nose me for sure, but he doesn't. Do I'm talking that. about us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't try too hard. He's just like ground. He's clearly very comfortable in who he is and knows himself. Yeah. Well, and yes. is like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he also. By by marrying Taylor, he is stuck with me, which means he's stuck with you guys. And yeah. so he really bit off a lot. <laughs> but yeah. he can handle it, man. He does he not mind it. hanging out with the chicks at all. He's no. like yeah. so good about it. And he's very welcoming of like our friends and family. And he, I don't know. He is savvy, haven't even been to be able to like come to any of our Thanksgivings or Christmases because we have had COVID the past couple of years. Yeah, I know. Well, also his family does Thanksgiving so big. Mm -hmm. So we have had, honestly, because of COVID the last couple of years, it's been nice because my family will go hang out at his family's house. Yes. But I am really hoping for a time when we can all get together and hang out together and yeah, uh, you know, your guys' families can get to know him a little bit better. So yeah, yeah. I know my family is dying too. My dad and Elise are like, we need to get to know Brad. He's like, yeah. yeah, they would love him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've only said rave reviews, rave reviews. Yeah. Rave. Rave. Um, well, actually, can we ask Taylor this first? Um, Taylor, like, can can I ask about like 30 flirty flailing and yeah. like, how you're yeah. feeling in oh, this yeah. moment? Oh gosh, in this moment, can I say all three or I have to pick yeah, yeah, a lot of the time we're all three. Yeah. But you, we say, are you, okay, so the question that we're asking her, for, for the people who have no idea what's going on, at the end of every podcast, we like to reflect on our time as of late and decide if we feel 30, if we feel flirty, or if we feel failing. Flailing. Gosh, none of us can say it. But you know what? Let's go ahead and add a category. Do you feel flailing or thriving maybe some days? <laughs> Maddie always thinks that. I, I also never know the name of our own podcast, so that's my bad. I think it's is 30 too. Yeah. I think is if to be 30 is to be thriving. Yeah. Okay, that's very true. Okay. Block that out. Mm -hmm. All right. Edit it out. But we can um, call it 30 thriving. So Taylor, why don't you start? Well, how are you feeling? Definitely feeling very 30. Um as summer is coming to an end, you know, I'm doing all the kids back to school shopping, Great. uniform shopping. Um that is 30. My job is uh, a stay-at-home mom. So I'm constantly doing all the house and kid things. Mm -hmm. um, so that feels very 30 to me. Uh, just, you know, responsibility day in and day out. Never a dull moment uh, in our house. <laughs> uh, 30 flirty. Um, 
oh, do I feel flirty? I think I can feel flirty like with you guys. I feel like we've been flirting this whole time, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys have been That's asking some questions, getting to know me. So I feel like you're flirting with me. I'm flirting with you. Um, flailing. You know, I can confidently say right now, I don't feel like I'm flailing. Right now, things are good. We love about it. to go on family vacation. Uh, things are very happy and exciting right now. So I would say no flailing, but give it two weeks and I'll be in a full flail when school starts. <laughs> we'll check back. Yeah. We'll Get back to making lunches early in the morning and making our freaking hour commute to school every day. So, woo. Uh, Megan, what about you? Um, I'm feeling, um, oh my gosh, you guys had the most flailing moment two days ago. I went to San Diego for work and while I was there or before there or some, I got out of my car, I went into my boss's car and we drove to San Diego. Somehow in that moment, I lost my keys, but Megan, we've been here too many times. We've been here too many times. I've not lost my keys in like a million years, but with that you guys, I, I know I have. Hollywood to rescue your uh, yeah. yes. reference the last time Megan lost her keys. Taylor had to do I was with that. these three girls. I think we talked about it on one of the pods. But she listen to this, how lucky I got. I was in San Diego for work. I had my mom bring me my spare key. And so I we drove back to Hollywood and I got in my car and drove away. But I did never find the key. And what about your home key? Oh, there, we have a spare. Cool. So, so I do need to go to Lowe's. But I think um, your mom so, keeps a lot of spare car keys around. No, no, no. So I actually have to go to Lowe's and I have to make another spare to bring back to their house so that they have a spare too. But for the next time, uh, yeah, spare. make two spares. I'm gonna make a couple spares. Give me a spare. And, so um, yeah, what a spare in LA. Yeah, we just gotta like just spares all over this this city. Yeah. Um. So I um that was super flailing. But other than that, I'm feeling been feeling just flirty in general lately just like out and about wanting to just be flirty um and um 30 30 you know I've been going to Pilates a lot that's always 30 I recently started Pilates it's so fun it's It's the best That's, that's flirty to me that's flirty Pilates girl. It's well, yeah. flirty and it's flirty. Yeah, I think it's flirty. It doesn't feel flirty to me at all. It's like all girls in class. No, I just mean you're when people are like, oh, do you like to work out? And you're like, I do reformer Pilates. It's like, okay, you know. To me, like for workout stuff, it also just personally I have to do it for mental health. So that's yes. it's like 30. It's like being responsible about like taking care I guess physically and mentally I I agree I think it's all the things and then feeling yeah. good makes you feel flirty yes yeah. so um you know I've I feel like I'm all three too mm-hmm. I love when Megan is flirty yeah vacation Meg such a fun time Ew, that's dance party baby at its finest uh, yeah. dance yeah. party baby oh quick I little- love when Erica's flirty too oh man I, yeah. Um, well, first of all, just dance party, baby. I literally just talked to my friends yesterday. I, I wrote a sketch called dance party, baby. And I made it a character just so everyone knows. And like, I literally told my friends yesterday, I was like, I have the sketch. We need to film this. So we literally have plans to film this sketch and have it on the internet soon. Haven't you been working on this for a while? Well, lit- like five years ago, I did this live, like on stage. I've yeah. done oh, you I've did? I never saw it. That. I have, no, you didn't see it. And I, I have backtracks. Like, like I have songs. Like I have, oh, it's, anyway, you will see it soon. Cause okay. you'll see it soon. We'll have right. to give Aria some creative uh, 
<laughs> credit. Yeah, it will literally, literally be like, this is dedicated to Aria. Like, like, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do Maddie okay. and then let's finish Blairica. Um, I would say I'm feeling 30. I moved for the one billionth time. I will be at this location for the podcast for a year. Yeah. <laughs> I've podcasted in like five houses at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting settled in. I, I have been in like turbo mode trying to just like get situated and be done. And I finally feel that way. So what a relief, but yeah, I mean, I've been feeling good. I just am like trying, I have been on a crazy manic mission to cross everything possible off my list. So very 30 of me, definitely not flirty. Um, definitely, <laughs> but also very no i'm not saying i'm not teasing her i'm teasing her the way she said it she's saying definitely not flirty i thought that was funny okay we talked about this briefly last night but just so everyone's aware today is day 47 of me not drinking oh wow And last night I went to the Kava bar with Taylor and her friends, which has been a nice Friday night activity for me because I'm used to like getting a bottle of wine or going out. So, um, it's nice to just like, feel like you're out at like in a kind of a bar setting. Um, but I was like, I definitely, I'm a bad flirter across the board, but I definitely don't know how to like put the walls down and like loosen up without alcohol so I was like I don't know how I'm gonna have a connection with anyone ever (laughs) even if it's fake but I just am like oh my gosh how is this gonna work but it's good because I have to figure that piece out and um and I just feel like all the interactions that I have had that are flirty up until now have all mostly been alcohol induced so I'm like I guess this is really time for me to figure this out so um that's very 30 unflirty but I hope getting to get, we're getting to flirty. that's what I'm saying I'm like I really hope this gets me to a you place gotta break where down I the walls. feel good because I feel good about I like I I like not drinking because I think when I was younger like having social anxiety drinking made me feel like I could be more wild and have less inhibitions mm-hmm. and so that became like oh I have to lean on this and now I'm not drinking so but I like who I am more when I'm not drinking I just like my personality better but there are also huge pieces of my life that I don't know how to do without the crutch of alcohol. So it's, uh, it's, uh, hopefully going to lead to a lot more flirtiness, but until then, RIP is a great, a great place to practice. Yeah. Seriously. We sit in a corner with girls and we don't talk to boys. Well, that's where Taylor met her hubby. That's where Sammy met her hubby. That's yeah, you don't dive stuff. into the deep end. It's going to be a slow little way. And like, yeah. just yeah. knowing that and like, I mean, that's huge revelation shit that literally people never do in their whole lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Maddie. Yeah. That's huge. All right, Erica, our brand new 30 year old. How are you feeling? Um, so I'm obviously feeling <laughs> feeling 30 because I'm going to be happy birthday. <laughs> feeling but also just like lately it's like really <laughs> feeling the momentum of like all the foundational things especially just like this last year of like all the stuff I've like just not dating and like 
finding like, what do I want? What do I need? And really like honing in on that, you know? Um, and I feel like that has helped me like, not just in like romantic, but also like my career and stuff, like huge momentum there. Things are really good. <sighs> I also feel very flirty um, because, you know, if you are, <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, huge news, I did actually have sex earlier this week. So congratulations. So awesome. It was like the best experience possible. I'm sorry. I might actually pass out. My heart is racing so hard. I feel so nervous and excited. Um, but uh, I got on field, which is a non-monogamous dating app because I've, I've kind of talked about this on the pod, but if you haven't listened, that's how I want to date. And I've decided that's what's best for me. Uh, and yeah, I met this really amazing uh, firefighter. <laughs> uh, sounds like a joke, but yeah. He's, he's not like a, putting out the fire though. He's fanning it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she slid down his pole. Yeah. Slide <laughs> it up and down. Anyway, he's like, honestly, the kindest, nicest man. He's so like communicative, empathetic, hardcore therapy. We talk about trauma. We just like, I don't know. It's just like fucking psychotic. So anyway, that's good. I'm talking to a few other people. I have some other dates set up. We'll see what happens, but I'm feeling very flirty and like mm -hmm. I've man, I really manifested someone good that I can have a nice connection with. So mm -hmm. yeah. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's that both. both. Yeah. Yeah. No flails for you. No flails right now. Great. Oh, good. Yeah. So, right. yep. <laughs> oh, and that's it. No. <laughs> we have 30 candles. Aw, we, we got our candles. We got pound candles. cake. Oh, pound cake. I'll open it up. Did anybody else notice? when they turned 30 that you start gaining like i don't know your body no. <laughs> your body changes and you have like new ailments or like new My back hurts pains in certain places you're just like more tired all the time like truly something happens to you when you turn 30. my back hurts i think this all this started happening to me when i turned 26. like it started early for me because like my allergies are like, I'm so allergic to dairy. I'm really like, if I eat gluten, it looks like I am pregnant. Like this stuff all started happening. So I feel like, you know, I can't handle alcohol. You know what I mean? So I was already, you know. it's already been happening. I'm allergic to cats. I'm alert like to everything. Don't, you can't come to my house now because we, I don't know if Maddie told you, but she gave oh, me another yeah. cat. So now I have four. Oh, I'm still do animals. Okay, I, don't screenshot. I don't care that I'm allergic. I can't but do I a screenshot. Oh, is this a picture or a video? I'm doing pictures. I like how she's been doing <laughs> 30 and flailing podcast and she's not even 30 this whole time. 29. Come out. When I come Close out. Close enough. He's the that comes out. We started this a year. You're the baby. We started this a year ago and... Megan and I were like about to turn 30. So yeah, I was 29. Okay. So should we wrap it up or as I think we did. Wrapped? Okay, cool. Can we just go? Thank you, Taylor. Thank we you, love Taylor. you. If you liked this podcast, like, 
rate, review, subscribe. For more 30 Flirty Flailing content, follow us on Instagram at 30 Flirty Flailing Pod. That's 30 Flirty Flailing Pod. And share a story and email us at 30 Flirty Flailing Pod at gmail.com. That's 330 Flirty Flailing Pod at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>